You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, episode 257. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome back to another episode of Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Cantors. I'm a speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. And communication skills are definitely something that we need at the moment, especially when we are home isolated, working from home and spending most of our days on Zoom calls. I'm not sure about you, but my days have been filling up with Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting. So being able to think about how you're communicating yourself, really, really important. Okay, today's podcast is all about how to advocate for yourself. And I'm really excited for this topic because it's something I'm particularly passionate about. Now, if you've experienced discrimination in the workplace, or maybe you feel like you don't fit in with the culture, that's the that's the perspective we're bringing to this episode around, you know, why it might be time for you to start advocating for yourself and start to build up your voice. And I'm really excited for you to meet my guest this week. His name is John McKenna, and he's a disability and empowerment advocate an NDIS recruiter, and he's also a fellow podcaster. He hosts the podcast So Podcast, as in S-O Podcast, which I am very fortunate to have also been, well, I will be a guest on as well. I believe it's coming out around the same time as this episode. So over the last 30 years, John, he knows a thing or two about advocacy. He's worked with people from all sectors of the community and their families in Melbourne and throughout Australia and the Asia Pacific. In And in the 1990s and early 2000s, he worked with Telstra in the area of accessibility across all aspects of communication um, for seniors and people with disabilities. So he's really passionate about helping and mentoring others and um, helping them to make positive change in their lives. As, um, as well as sharing his views about the disability world from uh, a lived experience perspective, as well as a professional advocate. So we met at the Pause Fest um, conference where I was running a podcasting workshop and we connected as uh, avid podcasters. And I thought, you know, let's get together. Actually, it was his, his idea. He said, let's get together and do some podcasts together. So in this episode we discuss what it means to advocate for yourself as well as how to do it. Uh, We talk about the types of discrimination that people can face in the workplace, um, including conscious and unconscious bias, and he explains what that is. Um, John shares his experience with discrimination and how he managed it at the time. And we also talk about self-love and why it's important to, as he calls it, charge your battery. And you'll learn all about what that means um, in the conversation. So the way I see it, if you can learn how to advocate for yourself, not only will you build more self-love, more self-trust and self-esteem, you will increase others' confidence in you. You'll reduce your anxiety, have better relationships with others and feel good about the work you do as well. So I hope you enjoy this one with John McKenna. Now, before we get to that, a real quick announcement I am running one final Speak Up and Lead online group training program for the year. It's starting in June. So if you're looking to have more confidence, more influence and impact in the workplace and you want to do this through 
developing powerful communication skills, then I encourage you to apply for the program. We'll jump on a discovery call to explore if it's a fit for you. Go to thecmethod.com slash group coaching. That link is also in the description of this podcast in your app. Okay, let's move on to this week's episode and meet the lovely John McKenna. So John, today we're talking about advocating for yourself. And I know that you have had a lot of experience in this area. So firstly, what does it mean to advocate for yourself? I guess um, not wanting to be too airy-fairy about this, but I'll throw the word self-love in. Um, it's, it's about loving yourself. And when you get out of bed, you've got to sort of be have a good foundation to stand, sit on. In my case, I'm in a wheelchair, electric wheelchair. But it is about your foundation. How did you wake up that morning? And then it's about sort of saying, I do uh, love myself. I like what I'm about to go and do. And so you're in a pretty good mindset. John, can you explain a bit more about that when you say it's how you get up in the morning, right, and how you're feeling about yourself? Can you explain more about how does that set a foundation for self-advocacy? Because if you've had a shit night's sleep and you're tired or you've got a hangover or you didn't sleep well, it, it affects your whole day. I think we all know that. And people's health, mental health and physical health. So that, it does really start back with your, your own internal uh, mind, how you're feeling. Mm. Because um, I'm very lucky. I've got a great uh, family. And in relation to we're all positive people. And uh, my wife hates it when I wake up and say, good morning, darling, let's talk. Because <laughs> guess what? For 30 years, been married and the last thing she wants to do is talk at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, but I, yeah, one of these people who wakes up chirpy um, and that helps. And then you then take on the world. Uh, for me, I've then the carer then comes into my room, gets me out of bed, and then I go to work and I meet the world. And that's when it all starts for me about, okay, uh, Unconsciously, I'm always, um, how do I position this? I tell people about, oh, actually don't tell them, they're, they're exposed to me. Mm -hmm. So they're seeing this guy in a wheelchair and they're saying, okay, we're going to start reacting this way. And it depends on who they are, how they react versus how do I respond? So if this is making sense, I'm hoping it is, but it is about your own mindset before you start advocating for yourself. Yeah. And then you go, ideally, you put all that, that's all unconscious. That's just, that's happening in the background. At the end of the day, I've got something to achieve, whether it be work, um, work, negotiate, advocate with somebody. So it, it is about being clear in your mind um, how you're feeling before you take something on. And so once you've got that mindset piece I'm not going to say down pat because I don't think we ever really do. But once once you, you're working on that mindset piece, uh, let's take someone in the workplace, for example, who wants to, uh, you know, fulfill their potential and, and make the most out of the career that they're in. How does, what does it mean to advocate for yourself in that particular environment? It is about having a purpose about what you want to try to achieve. And you've got, so you, you are working in an environment, workplace, of course, but it can be other environments. Um, and then you've got words like bias. It could be conscious bias or unconscious bias that you're working with. And then you've got your own uh, philosophy towards work. 
So put all that in the mix, you then want to go forward. Can you give me an example of what you mean by conscious versus unconscious bias? Well, conscious bias is you the really obvious that you are being judged about the way you work, who you are, the way you look. Um, and unconscious bias is what you're feeling is you may think the person is not actually meaning it, but they are starting to judge you about your communication, what you look like, your language, whatever it might be. So it is about being not too harsh when receiving that feedback. Um, and hopefully in the perfect world, we don't, Christina. We don't re- receive any of that, but in reality, we do. Can you give an example of what that might look like? Well, a very black and white one for me as a person in a wheelchair is I can say the words like discrimination, okay, of um, being involved in different levels of discrimination all my life. I guess my favourite one, which is sort of tattooed in the brain, was when I went to join a health and fitness centre in Armadale. Um, very famous one. I'm not going to mention the name, but they were full of people who had beautiful bodies and put the lipstick on before the makeup, before the gym workout. And in comes in this guy in a wheelchair, goes to join, and the receptionist went and checked with the manager, came back and said, I'm sorry, sir, but we can't allow you to join because you'll offend our members. Oh, my God. Exactly. I said other words. I said, do you say that again, please? You can't join because you'll offend our members. So I thought, wow. Okay, I was 18 at the time. I went home. I cried. I got a bit drunk, um, told family. And back in those days, like I said, I came back about... uh, 30, 40 years, what, 18, doesn't matter how old I am. When I was 20 anyway. Uh, but it's still, it, it, so I've had discrimination slapped in the face, what it looks like. Um, the quick story now, I'll speed that up, is I joined, I went to the Equal Opportunity Commission, um, got joined the gym in Armadale. All the members said, where have you been? I just wanted to go for a swim. So, yeah, I know what discrimination looks like. But then you've got just other sort of judgmental uh, barriers that people come across that that seem to block your going forward with employment. So, and this is all about um, making the environment work for you and them uh, without running away. So it comes back to the word self-love and your purpose. Mm. If you're doing a job and you want to achieve something and you're just getting bad vibes, it's about then looking for ways to go forward. It could be a mentor. It could be a cup of tea chat with your wife or husband or a partner. There are so many ways that you can um, refocus and reflect on what's going on. So, John, it sounds like advocacy in terms of, you know, in, in how you see it is around overcoming these conscious and unconscious biases and discrimination that people might face in the work context. It is. It's about... Being clear in your mind, what what are you receiving? What's going on now? And then having some really clear strategies to work with that. So can you share some examples of some of the the people, maybe the international students or the women that you've supported? What are, what are some of the challenges that they've come up against? Normally it's, it's, normally it's a bias, conscious or unconscious, and language, of course. So language comes into it. What do you mean by that? By the language? From their perspective, they keep saying the word, I'm sorry. 
And I'm saying you do not have to say sorry. You're in Australia. Uh, you've got the irrelevant visa. You're allowed to be here. You're working. Um, and I'm also keeping in mind about the person's culture too, about the age of the person they're communicating with. Are they older or younger? Uh, but many times they're saying sorry because their, their English is not good. And I strong believe that people, uh, Western culture needs to be a bit more forgiving when it comes to people who have different languages. So when I work with people, sort of okay, here are a couple of things we stop with. Try and be mindful like how often you're so saying the word sorry and ask yourself, why did you say it? And then it's about being open and being clear um, about why you're trying to achieve what you want to and explain how you work. You've sort of got to open yourself up a little bit, which once again can be hard culturally. But um, be mind, say things, this is my style. Okay, if I can be very general right now and just talk about, um, generally speaking, Asians who are very focused on getting a task done and they do not want any upper, uh, interruptions. They're going to go for A, B, C, D. Um, and this whole thing about, hey, we'll stop after A, go and have coffee. Why? <laughs> so once again, I'm, I'm being very broad here and I'm the sort of person who works, I'm, I'm terrible because I get distracted and people who've worked with uh, John McKenna will sort of say no. And it's, this even comes back to my, on a personal level, when I'm getting um, dressed out of a morning, I'm halfway in the wheelchair, I'm saying, okay, time to go and water the garden. And they go, oh my God, can't we just finish this job? <laughs> uh, but that's me. And But going back to people's, uh, working in that, you need to just, if you want to say, this is how I work and I'm very structured um, and that's fine, but just share with, with 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 your colleagues how you work. And ideally, you're going to get other feedback to say, that's fine, thanks for sharing, we now know. So right. that's important, I believe. So it's about communicating to the people at work. If there are cultural differences and if you do tend to work in a different way to them, it's important that you communicate that to them. Is that what you're saying? I think so. It's not just culturally. I think if you've got people who are sensing you anyway and are listening to you anyway, they're going to see that and ideally you're not going to judge you for it. With work, of course, everyone's got KPIs and you've got to get a task completed and that's great. Um, but also encouraging feedback. I think not enough people's um, have got the guts to sort of say, we've worked together in this team for a little while. I really would welcome some feedback how I'm traveling uh, because I'm new at this job or I've just taken on this project. From my, from my perspective, it's going okay. I've got a couple of things worrying me. Can we organize some regular uh, – let's not create this too formal. Let's go and have these cup of tea chats. Get out of the office. And, that, that, and you come back charged. Your heart comes back charged because at the end of the day, advocacy, Christina, is like that battery that's inside you. And if that is flat, uh, how can you go forward? Mm. But if your battery is charged, you can go forward. And this goes back to the start of this chat we were having about when you wake up in the morning. If your internal battery is charged, you can take on the world because charge then is a bit like a car. Your eyes are brighter and the light's going forward because you've got a full battery. If your battery is um, flat, it's very hard to function. John, what do you do to charge your batteries? I've got to be careful when you say that because I sit in an electric wheelchair. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so apart from plugging so, yes, in, have... <laughs> your internal battery. <laughs> mm. um, and it's not just caffeine or wine. There are other ways to charge your batteries and it gets back to doing something you want to do. Is it music? Um, is it a joke? I do survive a lot with humour and that's something that you inherit. I've had people say, oh, John, I'd like to be able to crack jokes like you do. And, yeah, it's, it's – I won't say skill because I've just got it from my grandparents and my parents. It, but for me, it's really helped a lot um, when – going back to me being a person with a physical disability, when seeing the doctor, they'll say, how can I help you? And I said, well, I just want you to know that I can't walk. And they don't even laugh. So, yeah, it's about these icebreakers when you talk to doctors because I think they, all those doctors out there, lighten up, guys. You know, we are people. When you, you know, Doctors are the worst ones when dealing with um, working people with disabilities because they judge. But going back to your question, how do I um, charge my batteries? It is about little little wins, little achievements. If um, we're all humans, um, some people like feedback, some people are very humble. Uh, I do welcome feedback about... Uh, how I'm being received and am I achieving my purpose? Um, and if the purpose is not being achieved, well, let's uh, re-look at my strategy. Yeah, self-love is one of those things where it can take a lifetime, really. It's an ongoing journey. And I know that for me personally, there are some periods of time where you feel like, yes, I do, you know, I do feel love for myself and have that self-compassion. And then there's other times where it, it dwindles somewhat and I have to work extra hard to bring it back up again. Um, and it's sometimes those things, it's not so easy as like a step one, two, three, you know, here's how you build self-love. You know, it's, it, it can be, you know, more, more difficult than that. Um, but thank you for sharing how you cultivate more of it for yourself. Yeah. It's a balance, isn't it? It really is a balance. You've got to get it right. Um, and you've got to be even careful who you say those words in front of. Because once again, people are going to judge you for it. What what words, sorry? But in your mind, it's all self-love. Oh, when you say self-love? Oh, and if your boss comes up to sort of say, um, why well, your eyes closed or what are you doing? Or uh, you might be drawing a little picture on a piece of paper. You don't say, uh, I'm self-loving right now. Come back, please. <laughs> So I think me, it's something it, you say I think a me time is probably, you know, maybe that's a more acceptable phrase to say, you know, I'm taking some me time to recharge. For sure. Especially in the corporate world um, where you've got those emails, you've got the computer and you've got bad energy around you. So, yes, that you know, walk around the office or get some fresh air plays a big role in keeping your battery charged. Yeah. And, um it gets back to other episodes of the Listen to You, Christina. We talk about uh, how vulnerable are you feeling and how strong you're feeling, and um, don't ignore it. Just to say, let them. You know, if you can find a colleague uh, a, um, that you trust, whether you call them a mentor or an advocate, these are great sounding people, sounding boards, I should say, to uh, keep you on track. And uh, as I keep. Um, not sure how many times I've said the word purpose, mm. but it's a really important word. Mm. We do forget the purpose. Yeah. Why you're in that workplace? What do you want to achieve? Uh, 
the what are your strategies to achieve these goals? Yeah, absolutely. So it's about taking that step back and going, oh, well, why am I here in the first place? Exactly. And yeah, but I want to go back to, if you don't mind talking about uh, people from different cultures. Yeah. And I think that, because I think that's fascinating. We're seeing it in the workplace right now, of course, so it's getting more and more. Um, and this is where we, uh, we've got Western culture, which is very strong around sport, um, you know, five o'clock drinks after work, um, all of that. And that's, it's hard for people from overseas to newly people, you know, people have just arrived to get, to get that gig. And I think it's, it's I don't know how you try and say this, but it's sort of be mindful that uh, we are very loud Australian people who love to have that beer or let's do it. And that's just a joke. You'll be right, mate. Stopping so sensitive. We talk a lot like that. And I know blokes do, but I've seen females do it also, you know, it's just yeah, it's sort of we just need to uh, be a bit more human when it comes to uh, not hippie but human. Yeah, <laughs> and just be more aware that you know there not everyone has that same culture as us, and that it can feel alienating. Let's talk positively to Christina about all the work going on right now around diversity. Mm. I think we are seeing in the workplace. And I think a lot of effort's gone into this. So what we're touching on right now is sort of not new. We're aware of it. The LGBTIQI um, environment, diversity, we, we, we are embracing it. It is, it is becoming, and we're measuring it, which is great. Uh, we're seeing themes where people are bringing food, exchanging food, having time out, having retreats away. So I think there's a lot of great stuff going on from a govern, government perspective where we talk about efforts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see do you see these as really making an impact, or are some of them perhaps more, you know, box ticking? Good, really good question. I love it, and be really honest with you, I haven't worked in corporate employment uh, probably for about twenty years. What I'm hearing is, yeah, it, it's, it, I think it's both. I think there are little progress. Um, progress is going on. We're, but it's definitely a tick box to say we do that. We have a diversity uh, area that focuses on this. Um, but it comes back to the connection with the people you're working with. When you go home at the end of the day, how are you feeling? Has that person been a bit more respectful? Yeah. Um, I, th- you know, I want to keep saying that word reflective. It's okay to go home and reflect. And, but talk to someone about what happened. So we talk about advocating and... Um, mentoring it is about having that um, sounding board of that other person that you trust to be able to say this is what happened today after listening to this how do you feel any tips you want to share yeah um but you know and i want to keep going back to our past episodes we talk about to be a good listener is really important um but don't be afraid to ask for help also i think pride comes into it I think we all have a pride where I'm not going to ask for help. I'm just going to toughen up and go forward. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. It's both. Mm. I have the guts to sort of say, I am really struggling right now. Um, I'd love it if you could just share your thoughts. I may not accept, but, you know, let's, can we chew the fat about this, please? Yeah. John, can you give me an example of someone that you have mentored or advocated for? and the difference that that has made in their lives? Um, 
I could talk about uh, quite a few support workers who have had uh, part of my my life, and just clarify that part of my life, but also my wife's life. Start again. That's terrible. What I'm trying to say is, people have come into our lives because I've needed the right support, and it's those people who I'm still in contact with 15, 20 years later, and that's because our bond happens. Uh, but it's been a two-way bond. It's not just been around the physical support. It's been, you know, they've been very meaningful and the conversations that have happened. So that's a little bit of evidence that um, things are working for both parties. Mm. But I um, love watching people's own journey, um, and especially if people share it with me. I love hearing that they're now doing this where they weren't doing it before. I just like when people can share with me how they're now, now feeling empowered. And I think that's a word we'd, um, yes, it's overused. I'm trying to use it less, but it's still, I haven't found a word to replace empowerment. Have you, Christina? I really like the word empowerment. I don't think it's overused. I I still use it. So let's take someone who does feel empowered to use that beautiful word again. Um, Let's say, so in terms of, you know, how someone does feel empowered and they and they do feel empowered to advocate for themselves, I know we've already talked about self-love. That's the first step. It always starts with, with you and your own mind and taking care of yourself, filling your, your uh, charging your battery. Then you talked about finding a mentor or finding someone who you trust that you can share, you know, what you're going through with and, and get their support as well. Is there anything else that you would recommend that people do if they want to advocate for themselves more and to feel that level of empowerment? As you were talking, I did have some flashbacks of different people that I've worked with who've said, John, today I went and complained to this restaurant. Tell me more. Well, the food was crap. I wasn't happy with it. I told them why I didn't like it and they got my money back. So a lot of people take that for granted. We do that if you're not happy, get your money. But a lot of people, that's a really big milestone in their life. So it's about they like to test their own um, progression when it comes to being assertive. And I love hearing those stories because I think that um, or if, if they haven't even looked up, if it's not about their own self, how they've been assertive and looked after, they're sharing stories about they've helped somebody else. And I think that's, wow, that's double double empowerment. When um, And we could talk about relationships, and that's another area which is uh, very prominent, of course, where we talk about social media and why people are connecting for the right reasons, for the wrong reasons. And then you've got employment. Um, how do we be assertive with employment whilst being respectful and not treading on too many toes? Mm-hmm. Which and in other words, without pissing people off, <laughs> you've got to do both. Yeah, there's um, always that fine, fine balancing act, isn't it? It is, yeah. And of course, employment can have lots of guidelines and rules and legislations around protecting um, both parties. I get that, uh, but I want to keep coming back to, yeah, we are humans, and we're going to see these people outside of a workplace. And do you walk on the other side of the footpath because they're approaching you if you if there's some conflict going on? Or are you brave enough to say, give them a smile and keep walking past? I think it's all about that mind shift and understanding that uh, we are sharing this earth and uh, we have to really make it work for everybody. 
because also there's a lot of external energy out there too, Christina, in a workplace, if there are two people where the energy is not good, that does radiate to the rest of the office mm. and people worry. I've had lots of people come up to me um, as a wheelchair user and said, Job, I've just witnessed how that girl was looking at you. And I was young, I said, which one, which one? I got all excited for a minute. She said, no, 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 it wasn't a nice look, it was a stare. Mm. So I think my point here, Christina, is bad energy, it does um, radiate in different ways with different people. Where I don't notice different sensitivities, other people are. So it's about being mindful of that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, John, look, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. This has been really fun and thank you so much. I'll share with you right now, during this conversation, my energy level, my battery is just bubbling because I think right now we're on the same page. Um, I'm hoping the audience out there is enjoying our conversation because I'm feeling really happy right now and energized. And I once again just want to jump in and interrupt and say thank you so much for this conversation. You are so welcome, John. Can you plug your podcast? Can you share with us where people can get more of John McKenna? Thanks for the opportunity. I have a website, which is www.johnmckenna.com.au. You can Google my name. And I wanted just a quick plug, not so much for myself, uh, but I want to go back to an earlier topic, being accessible. I'm proud that uh, I've got some of my podcasts. You're you're a big YouTube user also, Christina, uh, with the work you do. And that is be aware that YouTubing, um, not so much visually, but you've got the options of having transcripts and captioning. Mm. And also the deaf community are able to be part of what we're doing. Um, And I'm just mindful. And also people from different nationalities, if they're able to read the captioning of a podcast, that's a cool thing to do. So yeah, I'm available on uh, on my website, johnmckenna.com.au. And uh, feeling cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, John. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Christina. A huge thank you to John McKenna from So Podcast for being such a wonderful guest on the show this week. I highly recommend that you check out his podcast. He's got some wonderful conversations on there. Go to johnmckenna.com.au or visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 257. Now, before I leave you today, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, If you are looking to build more confidence, influence, and impact in the workplace, and you want to learn powerful communication skills in a supportive environment, then I encourage you to apply for my online group training program. It's called Speak Up and Lead. I'm running one more for the year, just one. Normally I run multiple in the year. Um, I've already run one one this year and I'm running one more. one more before the end of the year starts in June. So if that's something you are committed to developing in terms of your communication skills and your speaking skills, then go to thecmethod.com slash group coaching and apply there. All right, Rockstar, that's all from me this week. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep on being awesome and stay safe. And I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Canters, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. (laughs) 